this is our first podcast of 2022. We basically, I don't want to say we took the month of January off, but we didn't take it off. We took it off from the podcast, but we didn't take it off. We've been working on some major changes to our software, dashboard, new dashboard uh, analytics tools released last week. It's been updated or pushed out to just about all of our clients right now. And we're gonna do a, a whole review of that in our next podcast. But today we just wanted to get back into the more topical stuff. And one of the things that we've been looking at is some of the data that's been coming out about the recovery from the pandemic specifically related to right. specifically related to the hospitality industry. We've been subscribing to a newsletter which is published by uh, Morning Consult, and they push out some data each week, or they push out the newsletter, I should say, each week. I'm just gonna grab that, and we can just go through a few things. So they've been publishing this weekly newsletter. It's called the Weekly Update, Tracking the Return to Normal, and it's based on a tracker study or tracker survey they run each week with 2,200 uh, U.S. citizens, and the methodology is, it seems proper, it's uh, representative of the U.S. population, age ranges are correct, and so forth, and hopefully all the geography is, is balanced as well. We're going to make the assumption that is that is true without digging in too deeply about that. And Are they just travelers? No, it's just the general how people are feeling about our return to normal. And so okay. uh, this week, in this week's, uh, I'll just, we'll go through some highlights and we can just discuss some of them. So it's interesting, the first thing that they published on this this week was the net approval among registered voters for the CDC's handling of, of the coronavirus. And it's, you know, I, I don't know if I would have led off with something that's politically, has some political undertone to it, I guess, right. uh, but they mm -hmm. chose to. And their point is that it fell to low approval, net approval. It's still plus 14, meaning 54% approve of how the CDC is handling things and 40% disapprove. So 54 minus 40, net 14. You know, this probably uh, is, you, know, you can dive into it more and see where that new low is coming from. Uh, we talked about this the other day a little bit, how the CDC recently came out with a guideline saying that really five days, if you're diagnosed with. Right. COVID before you when, get out. When did that survey back. come? Well, they say it's weekly, so we're out? assuming that they're releasing the, the, the data. I mean, it's important for our conversation, it's important to know when those questions were asked compared to when the change from the CDC came out. Because if those numbers are reflective of the change, then they'll mean one thing. If they're not, they'll mean another. So I think it's within the last 10 days because the, it, within the body of the article, if you dig in farther, they talk about a change from mid-January. So it, I believe it's since that five-day. Okay, that's, that's uh, important for Agreed. To, to think about the, those results. 
Agreed. I wonder the reasoning behind the change. You know, is it strictly a science-based reason? Um, I kind of, you know, being a little bit cynical about things these days, I wonder if it was sort of an accommodation to the side of the fence that they're trying to encourage to follow mandates and to wear masks and take vaccines. And if if the uh, restriction is five days instead of 10, that might be more acceptable to some of the antis of the world. And that might have been influential in that decision. Uh, I'm sure I, I, I'm going to backtrack for a second and say, I'm sure it's science-based. They wouldn't make it up out of the clear blue sky, but it's still maybe a little bit political. Yeah, I mean, the other, I don't disagree with what you just said. The other part of it is that we ha we're having labor issues in a lot of industries. Hospitality is just one of them. Even True. school districts don't have enough teachers to come in because many are getting sick. And I mean, maybe that's part many of are retiring. I'm sorry. M many are deciding not to work. Yeah, but teachers as well. But if people are sick and they have to wait 10 days instead of five days, you know, it's five, you know, you're prolonging the period where people are out. So again, trying to get people back to work quickly, is that part of it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Right? I don't know. But I mean, the, the whole labor force issue and the difficulties in the in get, you know hiring workers that is you know pretty out there these days um also the cynical side of me you know as a, from the business community if they're getting by with less labor force and less costs and their business is doing okay or well there are many businesses out there that are doing very well it's a way to save money and increase your profits you can't deny that yeah using it as a crutch maybe i don't know and then no no, no. As, as as i'm saying is you know if i can if i can get away with providing less service as a business and justify it by saying i have labor force issues when i really do have the wherewithal to hire more labor if you can find um, it you know i am true i i get it. it's not a simple black and white issue but you know people a lot of people are looking for work if you're, if you're looking for to uh, hire people, I believe if you look hard enough and are willing to pay, <clears throat> excuse me, you'll find labor. Well, yeah, that's the other, that's the other part of the equation, willing to pay. What is, right. there's been a big, big right. push to a, a livable wage for, for all jobs, not just, you know. So as a business owner, pay. if I don't want to pay this new livable minimum wage, and I'm getting away with not, I'm not losing customers because my service is poor because they accept it and understand that in general uh, service is poor because of labor problems right now. During these what's times. My incentive, what's right. my incentive to fill, you know, to fill my needs. Right. I mean, you, you know, you, you pointed out that there are many businesses doing well, but there's also many businesses that are not doing well. So to those businesses, the, the, ability to cut costs by reducing staff, reducing services, and being able to lean on the idea that that's okay in these times is probably part of that as well. Let's just dive into a couple more things in this uh, morning consult thing. So 
in this week's survey, 59% of Americans said they are comfortable going on vacation. And that's up three percentage points from last week. Again, this is a weekly poll. So yes, this is this week. Uh, but that's still down six points from the July 4th high of 65%. So right. the, the, the net difference between the best time since they started doing this in this uh, return to normal poll was a 65% of Americans said they were comfortable going on vacation. Now we're at 59%. And there was a low somewhere in between. Thoughts? I think it, it would be interesting to know what the uh, motivation was for the change. If it's a belief in the vaccines are working, uh, people are wearing masks, the, the standards out there are better, I'm safer out there, and therefore there's an increase in people going out and traveling and eating in restaurants or going to stores, that means one thing. But there's also, I think, a significant amount of people, and I admit readily I'm one of them, um, I'm suffering a little bit of COVID fatigue. I got to get out there. I'm getting out there more and more simply because I'm tired of not getting out there. And I'm tired of staying home when I want to go and do things. And that might be a significant difference in the motivation of why, why that number increased. And by the way, that's not a very big number. Yeah. No, 65%. Um, yeah. No, the change, the difference, the change, the, the increase in the oh, amount of people. Yeah. Who I'm are, sorry. You know, and, and if, so I can almost see that, that that small increase can be due to simple COVID fatigue. You know, I want to get out there. I got to live. It's time. I got to, you know, take my precautions, wear my mask, and, and I'll go. And I'll go out where six months ago, I did not feel that way. Well, I think that part of the reason that it ticked down from the high of July to at some point, you know, a month or so ago, I don't know, again, I don't know what the low was. They went from 65%. We know it was as low as 56 because it's up three to 59. I think some of that, at least probably a good amount of that is due to the Omicron variant, which became more. 100%, right. And I would imagine that coupled with what you're saying, the idea that for many people who are vaccinated and boosted, it's shown that that they're not going to get very sick. So they've decided, to your point, that you know they want to live their lives, and and that's a that's a risk that they're willing to take at this point. No, it's interesting. One other thing that they used just said that just made me think of this. Like we've said, not on our podcast, but to each other over, over the course of these last almost two years now, like it, it's tougher on younger people, I think, than it is on us. Uh, and mm -hmm. they're missing out on you know, their teens, 20s, 30s, you know, pick an age group that's significantly younger than us at this point. And at, at some point, you know, they're young, they're, health, they're healthier in general than people in our age group. At some point, the risk became, they're living there, they chose to live their lives at some point before we did. Right. And now, you know, what you just said, you, uh, COVID fatigue, and this is a little, um, a little dark, but, you know, how much more time do we want to waste, right? You know, tomorrow's not guaranteed for, for anybody. And that's true. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Right? Uh, definitely true. 
but it wouldn't have happened without the uh, recent, relatively recent news that uh, our bodies can handle the variant with the booster and the and the vaccine right. without getting seriously sick. Right. I mean, that, that's the huge factor. Right. And it looks like we're going to have to um, live with COVID for quite some time. And yes. it's all going to be a matter of, uh, of analyzing risk and deciding what's what. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, today, so the thought is that the variant or, or COVID in general will become like the common cold or the flu. Do you think about the flu? I mean, you get a flu shot, I get a flu shot. But other than that, do you think, uh-oh, it's flu season. Do I have to change my way of life? Do I have to change my activities? No. You never did. I never did. But maybe now with the awakening we all gotten from COVID, wearing masks on an airline flight, I wouldn't mind doing that forever. If, if it helps me, I, I have no problem with that. Staying out of crowds, uh, social distancing in certain instances, that's fine with me. You know, maybe because I'm not 20 something and uh, I've done, been there, done all that. Um, but in my life right now, changes that COVID brought on in general are fine. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. Yeah, never thought twice about not living our lives about the, when the when the flu was out and there were bad strains. Right. You know, every few years you would hear about a bad strain. And I, I didn't get a flu shot every year. I have been getting them on and off and I certainly did uh, this year and I will probably continue to, but people die of the flu each year and never crossed my mind, right? Never crossed my mind. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think getting back to your original point, there is fatigue going on here, and that's why we're seeing some of those numbers um, go up. We'll go on. I guess I'll give you one more we can just talk about real quickly. And then I just wanted to share some of our data that we're seeing as well. But actually, let's do that now real quick. So, you know, so comfort with travel has ticked up. So I just pulled some numbers off of some of our surveys, like we, um, I don't know if we've ever talked about this in the podcast, but we started uh, introducing a series of questions for our hotel clients back, I think it was, I think we first introduced it in like June or July of 2020, a couple months after the pandemic, we still had, we still had hotel customers well, at, that were operating. At, we didn't know that, you know, we thought that might be the beginning of the end at that point. So it was, it was timely at that time. It was. We, we, were, we, we thought we were tracking the return to normal in June of yeah. <laughs> 2020. I guess we were tracking the beginning of the return to normal. But yeah. at that time, many of our clients were shut down. Some were operating and, and we started introducing these questions. And one of the questions was, we wanted to understand how comfortable travelers were with the idea, how concerned they were, I should say, they were prior to arriving at the hotel, how concerned they were about staying healthy while they were staying at the hotel. Conditions at the hotel, right. Yeah, I'll just, right. let me just read the uh, actual text yeah. of the, the text of the, of the question is, COVID-19 has impacted how we live, work, and travel. Prior to arrival at the hotel, how concerned were you about the hotel providing a safe environment to stay healthy? And based on, uh, you know, our conversation today was going to be about uh, this 
this tracker study that we're, we're looking at that's, that Morning Consult is putting out. So I went back and I looked at three time periods to see what we were seeing from our client base in these questions. So in the last month, January of 2022, 30.8% of travelers to hotels that we service had some concern, at least some concern about staying healthy while being at the hotel. Going back three months prior to that, it was 52%. So that's October. So that's sort of when Omicron was sort of emerging and being a little bit of a, of a, um, a threat, not a little bit, but a threat. And then going back to July, three months before that, it was 49%. So we did see that a slight uptick from the summer, but right now we're showing the lowest that we've seen in, in quite some time. Really? So um, I just thought that was interesting. And then some of the other stuff that they talk about in the, in the morning consult is not necessarily related to travel, but just again, living your lives. Uh, you know, going on vacation was the one that I wanted to sort of make sure we hit today. That's really all I wanted to talk about today. All right, well, oh, this will be- Good seeing you again. <laughs> yeah, uh, kick off to the 2022 uh, episodes of the podcast. Thanks everybody for listening and watching. Next week, we'll dive into some details of some of the, the, the new tools that we were sort of consumed with over the last month as we started up the new- Yeah, year. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. All right, be well. All right.